now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. We're at a new location today. Oh, new location, right. Undisclosed. Undisclosed. We're in my parents' office in their home. We're on the west side, whatever that means, and (laughs) we're in the Rolling Hills. Rolling Hills on the west side. And uh, it's kind of nice because they've got air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Well, Central. It's a little warm in here. No, it's nice. It's good enough for me. Air Central conditioning air. in here. Yeah. Central air. Looks uh, there's yeah. a sea of boxes everywhere because my parents are not hoarders. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. and uh, we got two. What's, r- a, what's a misc? It says books misc. Oh, Ooh, Josh is joke. looking at the label on a box that said books miscellaneous, M-I-S-C, period. Risk, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't blame you because <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're just feeling the aura of like old man jokes because you're in an old man office. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Don't blame me for it just because I'm being influenced. But, you know, yeah, but, yeah, but we could have been in Malibu today. You know, we could have been and we're not. We could. I mean, I guess the beauty of a podcast is you can record anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere that's reasonably quiet. Yeah. Uh, no, we're here um, mostly because <laughs> I have to watch my parents' dogs while they're visiting my sister. Okay. That makes it real. Yeah. Yeah. Claude and Sylvie. Roommates. Got some roommates right now. Okay. Th- those are Adam's parents' dogs, by the way. That's not his sister's name or Claude. No, that's not my sister's no. name. But, uh, so the, but the reason I mentioned, I mentioned Malibu before, Adam, is because, you know, when I just say the word Malibu, uh-huh. let, let me say it again, Malibu. Some people think rum. Really? Oh, that's a word association game. That's so cool. Malibu, rum. Malibu, rum. Gidget. Gidget, right. Oh, yeah, people say Gidget. Piers. Malibu Pier. Um, and or if I say Santa Monica Mountains, you know, there's a certain allure, there's a certain attraction just by certain pronouns mm, i feel like that's self-created by angelinos but okay really i i feel like i feel like people what's that one Baywatch, you know and everyone santa monica you know people have an allure to santa monica and, and malibu uh bay watch it's it's prolific in terms of the world's you know uh, pop culture you know what i noticed about santa monica hmm. there's a lot of people wearing athleisure mm-hmm Okay. That's all I got. Okay, that's good to notice. Yeah, a lot of tourists come through there, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So there's a certain allure, there's a certain mystique that we're sort of like drawn to, and attraction is so important in in the uh, world of storytelling. In terms of characters, like what they're drawn to? Yeah. 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 That's true. And knowing then, your knowing what your characters populate their lives with is helpful. Oh, it's it's real, yeah. And also what they're going towards, what they're moving towards, what what attracts them, what motivates them in their life, and what is on the other side repulsive to them. What are they trying to get away from? 
Mm. Like, 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 you know, I'm thinking of a story where there's the, you know, little boy or little girl in the Midwest, you know, and they put up posters on, in their wall. And so they're definitely attracted to go to L.A. or New York and fulfill themselves as a rock star or, you know, whatever the right. attraction is. And then they're repulsed by, you know, their, their, their wannabe friends that are, you know, sort of um, very common, you know, Midwest people. And they're like, oh, my God, how could you do that to me? I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to New York. I'm going to Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Attraction repulsion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally get it. Well, like, 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 do you mind, like, sharing, like, a couple things that you're, like, attracted yeah. to? So, I mean, if that's not too personal, yeah. yeah. Just so you guys know, so you're not tricked by the magic of radio, <laughs> Josh asked me to write down five things I'm attracted to and five things I'm repulsed by. Oh, the secret's out. It's assignment from Townsend. <laughs> okay. And you asked me to kind of do it without thinking, just, like, really intuitively, right? Yeah, just... So I didn't think about these. So you're going to, everyone's now going to judge me, but that's no, fine. No, we're not. We're, we're in an open uh, space. First thing that came up was Paris. <laughs> if I felt like being a cliche. No, no. That's so specific and so personal. I get that. You know, long yeah. romantic walks by myself. <laughs> God. Along the champs de Did you ever see those pictures of dudes who are American guys who are wearing berets in Paris? Oh. And you're just like, oh, really? That's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. You know what I think it partially is, is like, I think it's a cool city, but I also have good memories of being there with my father. My father lived there mm. in the 70s for mm-hmm. a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I'm there with him, he's very happy. And it's like, mm. there's, and there's a beautiful pace to the city, I think. And yeah. they have really good public transit, which I'm into. Yeah. 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 Okay. Y- easy to get around. Yeah. So, and so Paris is not only for you, but it's also sounds like it's a, it's a familia thing too. Mom, yeah, dad. it makes me feel. Yeah, it's, it's a form of connection with my father. Absolutely, family. Yeah. Family. Okay. Well, that's Port, cool. Important what, place for him. What else? What else? Uh, reading like stories to groups, like what I did when we first met. Yeah. Wow. Josh coached me, directed yeah. me when I read it. Read to a group at Esalen. That is so cool. So that is actually quite a fun experience for me. <laughs> Have you ever been like a like an uncle or a pseudo uncle to anyone? No. Mm. I have friends who've had children and they um, will say, oh, it's Uncle Adam. And the kids will be like, sweet. And then the next time I go over, they won't remember who I am. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) But but I'm I'm just looking for another opportunity, like, you know, like a captive audience, you know, like, like, you know, you know, you reading to kids. I mean, that's about as captive as you get, you know. Oh, you're saying I should take my interest in reading to audiences to children well it's 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 one one way of connecting with oh. audiences you know and i'm not sure my personal stories are <laughs> rated g <laughs> just want to be honest right now <laughs> before this ends okay. badly <laughs> okay or even pg-13 I, I i get yeah i wasn't suggesting you know the you know suitable material for suitable yeah, material for that i have to write some age, age appropriate material yeah i think that'd be kind of cool uh the and, next and, thing and chicks love it too so. chicks love it yeah uh, mm-hmm. I wrote turquoise water slash Tulum. I don't know why I wrote Tulum. You have the you have the best images because I I know I mean I can see it. Yeah, there's I something really nice that. about Caribbean water. Yeah, I've had the, been but, very but, lucky to have seen but, it a couple times. But Tulum's on the Pacific, but that's okay. No, Tulum's on the Caribbean side. It's on the Gulf side technically. Tulum, really? Yeah, it's not on the Pacific side. Oh, it's not quite oh, like you're right. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like quite like Tahiti, Fijian. 
turquoise water, but it's got a very nice. Did you just say Fijian? You're Fijian. amazing. I've never been to Tahiti, but yeah, it you looks know, pretty. you're right. You're right. It is totally tropical. It's totally the Gulf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, beautiful water. Yeah. I like that water. I like yeah. the warmth of it. Okay. Uh, number four. Number four. A pasta. <laughs> nice. You know those licenses? Have you seen those stickers that say "I heart carbs"? Yeah. <laughs> I relate to this. Okay. <laughs> Any uh, any particular kind of pasta or any kind of sauce on top of that pasta? You know, I love like a really good homemade um, spaghetti or mm. I love penne, but it's hard to find homemade penne because mm. the shape is hard to make. Yeah. So you normally get like like the longer pastas or you get a lot of homemade ravioli. But like there's something about homemade pasta al dente. Uh, the pa I love pesto. I love the Pujanesca stuff. Yeah, there's something about a warm... Are you more cool. fettuccine or are you more, uh, or are you more like angel here? You know what gets me going? Uh. It's like a pappardelle bolognese with lamb. Ooh. Like the long Ooh. flat. Yeah, that's yeah, good. I know what you're talking about. Not too tomatoey, not yeah. too acidic. Right. Like light. And if it is has some tuna, you can like, you can either like cook that acidity down a little bit or make sure it's like super, super fresh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there are a couple pasta recipes I love that just seem to work. You know what's weird about Italy is that... My mouth is watering right now. So many um, pastas are only allowed to be with certain sauces because they believe like mm -hmm. certain sauces don't behave properly with the shape of a pasta. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I just oh. <laughs> really thought it out. Oh, Like, I, oh, no, no, you would never use that sauce with penne. It doesn't work. It doesn't hold properly. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think about that when I make different different pastas for well well and i want to say they're gluten-free but you know the different pastas i use for different sauces it's like yeah of course okay because it won't fill the little hole right or yeah. it won't wrap around the the angel hair or whatever it is um i think this weekend i'm gonna make an old one that i love which mm. is um brussels sprouts with pine nuts oh. and olive oil oh. and usually you would serve that with a long a long noodle so mm. uh, i'd probably go with a linguine or maybe a pappardelle if i can find it you're so, you're so, mm, that's yummy. That's yumminess right that's there. Good. You know, you know, when you first started this and, and, and you can listen back to it, when you said, I love, this yeah. is at the very beginning of when he was talking about pasta. I, I, I got that, I got that, that strong, that strong attraction. That yeah. Strong, like, There's also an association between eating, like, I feel like you try not to eat pasta alone. You oh. try to eat it at a restaurant with yeah. other people or make it with other, you know, there's a commun yeah. Italian food is very communal. That's so interesting that you have that association. I love yeah. that. That's so cool. I mean, ideally, all food should be communal, but yes. not all of it feels communal. Right. Wow. Okay, what, what's your last one? Beautiful guitars, and specifically, I have a Nash. I'm very lucky to own. Oh, nice. Um, they're handmade and aged in, uh, I believe, Washington State by a guy named Bill Nash. He makes about 20 a month. It's an electric, and they they age the woods and the wood and the the neck and everything is made in a very specific age way, mm -hmm. and that affects the resonance of the sound. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when I think of that guitar, it's just like, oh yeah, it's weird. You know what I like about guitars is that mm -hmm. I feel like they can be art and function. Yeah, they are a combination. They're yeah. a combination. Yeah. And like, do you know like like the kinds of frets they use and the kind of um, that I hardware? Uh, I think the I think the the fretboard is maple wood, mm. uh, and the body I don't know what he used for the body. Yeah. With with electrics, it's a little different from acoustics. Acoustics, you know, it's like sure, you know, like old Brazilian rosewood is like so it's like it's actually I think an endangered species now. So the old Brazilian rosewood guitars are have a very specific resonance in the types of wood. Mm -hmm. 
and the type of wood matters in electrics too but it, what's more important is like um the way the wood has aged over time hmm. you know it's like there's this joke among old musicians like you'll go look at a 19 late 19 early 1960s stratocaster so like okay. what hendrix played yeah fender stratocaster and they're incredibly expensive now like these guitars are like fifty thousand dollars now hmm. and like you'll see two and one will look like in perfect condition mm-hmm. and one will literally look like it was like beaten the hell out of them and left behind dumpsters and just <laughs> terrible uh-huh. it's been knocked around yeah and you'll plug both in mm-hmm. and the second one sounds way better interesting and it's just because wood is a living breathing thing right so there's so there's hope there's hope then for all of us yeah 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 maybe as yeah. we age we'll be get, like fine wine yeah get beaten up yeah yeah that's that's really cool so do you feel like you know me better now uh i you know you're a renaissance man <laughs> You know, I mean, look at this Paris of uh, guitars um, having very specific thing around. Uh, why aren't you living in Europe? Uh, there's a specific thing around I pastas. Don't um, I don't know. You know, water. You, the, you might as well live on the, the, the what's that called? The the coast of Paris. and I mean, France. Sorry. The coast yeah, of France. And Cote d'Azur. Or yeah, Cote d'Azur. Well, you live around there. You what's know? that place that everyone goes to? Cap d'Antibes? Yeah, and they go to Cannes, and they go to uh, Nice, and probably because I live in LA. <laughs> probably because I live here. Because I like traffic and yeah. <laughs> freeways. Yeah. Um, well, you didn't get to my number six, which was Excel spreadsheets. So ho ho! <laughs> A Thank really beautiful financial model. Oh, stop. <laughs> Perfectly designed. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know why. Well, um, but you're, you're a Renaissance man. That's what I see. Okay. Yeah. I also approached this in a very fan- fantasy almost esque way. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like think thing. about like what do I like on my desk, which might elicit things like I really love the speakers actually that I use to mix the show. Like they are have this beautiful sound, and I can hear really clearly. Yeah. Those. That's on my. That's in my local life. This was more like well, big pic- big picture. Yeah. Big this picture. was like. Ooh. But if it's I like could have anything right now, what would I want? Yeah, it's also where you're going. But, it, it, you know, it does. the resonance of that shows up in the guitar choice. Like yeah, instance. the guitar is in my living room. And, and, and so play it most days. Yeah, so guitar, speakers, I can see that. Uh, yeah, music. A, a very firm connection. I like sensory experience. That's for sure. You're a sensual man. <laughs> Says Josh as he rubs my foot gently. <laughs> well, I did say what lovely eyelashes you have today. <laughs> Josh did. We were talking before the show. So do you, have like, you know what's weird about that what's is that? that people used to tell that to my mother when be like f- when I was like four. <laughs> I'd be like in a supermarket. I'd be like in a supermarket and uh-huh. people would be like, "Oh, your son has very nice eyelashes," and it would be weird. And I'd be like, "It's like a mi- miracle I turned out straight." Oh, with that kind of socialization, so young. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, reg- regression happens. <laughs> it's but, never too late. But you know, it's. <laughs> But you know, I guess it's when you put the visine, uh, Vaseline on your eyelashes that it gl- glistens a little more. No. You yeah, don't do these that. are extensions. Did, yeah. I, did I not say that? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So did people tell you growing up you had good hair? Yeah, hair and eye and eyelashes. Oh. And but today people feel very free to comment on my eyebrows, which I find so interesting. <laughs> they just even people I don't know, they're like random people what do at they the say? market. Are those real? Shut up. I, yes, I <laughs> swear to not God. Say that. They do. They do. And then I go, well, actually, yes, they are. And yes, I do braid them. You know, because like I'm going to double down on it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like. You know what I notice more about your eyebrows is, mm. the, is mm. the, the color tone. 
you you have sort of like blackish gray mm-hmm. with tones of gray and that's very unusual in eyebrows mm. okay but i think that's just the color of your hair yeah you have so a, are we ready for mine joshua's attractions drum roll or, or do you want to do your your no, other side let's no do. okay all right let's get all right let's get positive before we get dirty okay attractions fresh cacao now fresh cacao means like you take the cacao pot off the tree you crack it open in the in the field and you eat it so you're in like the hawaiian mountains and you just crack it open and smell it and then you can you're going to eat the nibs right there it's 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 like a bean with like a white fruit around it and yes wow yeah and it's amazing. <laughs> oh, and then this isn't on my list, but then you take then you take a, like a hundred pounds of fresh cacao, and then you press the wa- you know, the juice, and the juice yeah. comes out, uh, and you drink that. That is nectar. That is whew, can't even describe. If you most people have never had it, but when you have it, you're just like wow, insane, insane. Sprouted coconuts, also a Hawaii delicacy. I feel like we're just hanging out in your kitchen. <laughs> just, hang, just come to my house and hang out in my kitchen. Sprouted coconuts. And again, you, you've never had a sprouted coconut unless you're somewhere like where they grow. And then what happens is they fall into the ground huh. and they and they sprout. Like they're, they're there for like a couple of weeks to a couple of months. And they actually start to grow another coconut tree inside. Whoa. And then you open it up and... Um, and it does, there's like little little roots that are growing already through the coconut into the ground. So you, you harvest it, you crack it open, and then the meat has come come to be something almost like spongy. Uh, it's like a so it's not like the hard meat that mm-hmm. you normally associate with a coconut. Yeah, it's it's been transformed. It's an alchemical process. Enzymes. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, that's exactly right. And what do you what do you like about that over a regular? Just coconut? just the taste. Just, just feels more. Yeah, and it's it feels just alive. Yeah, it's alive. And then you just har- you just harvest and just eat it right there in the field. So or when do you get to have this? You have to find a when, tropical when I, location. Well, that's part of the reasons I go to Hawaii, oh, that's which true. is like because again, it's attraction. It's like what am I attracted to? I have to have this experience. Yeah, you're in my Hawaii life. for your sprouted coconut. Yeah, and that's amazing. And then I, I make this amazing uh, pudding out of it. There's like a vanilla pudding. Oh, it's so good. So changing it up a little bit, I'm gonna go with linen shirts. I love <laughs> linen shirts. <laughs> And it has to be like a light linen. It can't be that that hard, crispy, crunchy kind of like thick linen. And this is I'm wearing a brushed cotton today, but yeah. this is the essence of of it though. In terms of that, it's so funny because there's something I've always noticed about you is that your uniform, mm-hmm. like your Ronald McDonald closet, yeah, is a t-shirt yeah. with a button-down yeah. linen shirt, yeah, always worn open. Yeah, always. have you ever? And I was thinking, I always, sometimes wonder, has Josh ever buttoned a, a shirt? And no. I'm looking at his shirt today, and I'm realizing they're actually he. It's a normal linen button-down, except where there should be buttons, there are no buttons. Oh, there are no. Are they on the inside? No, they're no. Do you take the buttons <laughs> off your shirt, Josh? Oh my God! I have never. He, Adam is a hundred percent right. I've never noticed. I'm missing three of the top buttons. There's one down here, yeah. and I, I guess they, maybe you cut them off. Like no, that's your signature. No, they don't. I they fall off, and but I never notice because I never button them. Never button them. That's hysterical. Okay, my fourth one, or uh-huh. or whatever it is, pranayama. <laughs> uh, you know, a day without pranayama is like. You know, so it's no point. Yogic breathing. Yeah, yogic breathing. So we're not talking about just simple meditation, right? We're talking about. Yeah. This is where you hold the nostril and like. Yeah. Ha, ha, that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the way you describe it is fantastic. <laughs> that thing. 
Oh, Adam. Yeah, it's something in that world. Is this yes. Breath of Fire? It, it looks like Breath of Fire. It looks like, you know, what we call retentions where you like, you know, inhale and maybe retain, retain the breath for a certain amount of time or okay. it's a rhythmic breathing. There's mouth breathing, nostril breathing. It's, it's suffice to say so pranayamas. It's a, it's a big umbrella. It's a big or a umbrella. big tent pranayama. Yeah, big yeah. Um, and then uh, the ama- the other thing is that I really enjoy is I really am love going to see a finely made, mostly European, intricate feature film. Like that makes me really, really happy when like it's the art of conversation where everything kind of comes together and everything's you know just well done and not like one of those like oh put a bow on it just for an american audience but like it's really like finessed mm-hmm. and then my last thing is that so you're not talking about like happy endings you're talking about like slow paced character exploration and also where it's intricate in that in that like something that was laid out in act one pays off in act three and it's just it's a weave it's a tapestry it's uh it's nuanced it's um uh, they follow motifs that that i can enjoy as it comes back and either in an expectation way or or that i'm it's refreshingly unexpected right uh and then my last one is because i i do live in america a bentley (laughs) just just to put that out there (laughs) there was like a millisecond i was like yeah, I could see Josh in a Bentley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a Bentley. Your Bentley would be like the Bentley I saw David Geffen in once. Mm-hmm. What's that like? I was at the Malibu. Um, Malibu, colony. see? Malibu Colony, excellent. Yeah, I, was, I think I was there with my parents. We yes. were getting like a cup of coffee at like Coffee Bean. It was okay. not highbrow. Okay. And this oh, bent- at the place across the street from the... From from the, from the the colony, it was you know where the movie theater is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a the bookstore diesel there. I think. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the there. Malibu Creek comes through there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this Bentley rolls up, and there's a man sitting in the back, mm. and there's a driver, mm. and it gets out, and it was David Geffen, and I was like, yes. Yeah. Like if I could afford to have a driver in L.A., yeah. what a, how great would L.A. be if you never had to actually drive? <sighs> man so what i'm saying josh may be in jest about this bentley right now no i'm not but if i get a billionaire Uh uh-huh when if i become a billionaire when when when? i'm definitely getting josh a bentley and a driver (laughs) so he never has to drive (laughs) for a day (laughs) no no he could share mine (laughs) yeah no i'm not i'm not that was not that's true like bentley like i'm not like a car guy but if i have to be a car guy (laughs) bentley okay yeah all right I mean, I, I could do a little more PC and go Tesla, but, you know. Well, let's be real. But, yeah. To You're really not as attracted to a Tesla as a Bentley. <sighs> Bentley. <laughs> Bentley. Okay. So now you want repulsion. Repulsion. Now we're going to go for repulsion. You ready? Yeah. So me first? Yeah. Moldy houses. Ooh, good choice. Yeah, I went to a friend's wedding uh-huh. in the Russian River Valley uh-huh. last summer. Uh-huh. And it was an Airbnb I shared with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. And we just walked in. And I was like, this whole house smells like rotting wood. Moldy. I was the one, like, no one else was that bothered by it. Hmm. I was just like, can't you smell that? <laughs> like, it smells like a moldy old house. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. High maintenance. <laughs> Adam, the high maintenance friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you might want to take your keen one. Shut up! <laughs> Just shut up, man. Let's go to this wedding. 
It's not about you, it's about Kevin and Leela. Is that what your friend said to you, really? No. Alexa was incredible. My friend Alexa was incredibly patient, as she always is. Wow. I guess I guess angel that she is. I guess you could always bring your ozone machine with you, and that way you could just plug in your ozone. And just it's like, <laughs> don't mind me, kids. I'm just gonna plug I, in I my ozonator, <laughs> medical grade over here. Yeah, I just travel with an oxygen mask. Yeah, <laughs> just need a fresh. <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was sound of me putting my hand across my face like a mask and sucking in. So just couldn't see that visual. This was a really visceral one, but mm-hmm. um, people have had a lot of plastic surgery. Oh wow! Their faces feel a little disfigured to me sometimes, mm-hmm. and. It's not really like a m- repulsion as much as like, I'm like, I just have like a visceral, like, ooh. Yeah, something's a reaction. Something's wrong here. Yeah, reaction, yeah. Something's wrong. Okay. Something doesn't feel, something feels disfigured. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a guy who walks around my uh, area where I live, and he's fine. Like, there's a lot of like, I think there is a reasonable amount of like people who maybe have some mental health issues in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> based on some of the behavior I see uh-huh. and his face first off like he, I see him every morning going through dumpsters looking for stuff well that would but be, he lives yeah. you know he lives in one of the apartment buildings and he dresses normally I think his thing oh is really just, yeah his thing is just like he's a, a diver he just always and he has had so much plastic surgery that oh, some wow. people have had so much plastic surgery their face becomes a little expressionless I don't know if you've noticed this oh, like, uh, like the skin Botox. gets tight Botox. And so I see him like going through dumpsters with yeah. his plastic surgery. That's weird. And I'm just like, there's something immediately like I'm like, uh, yeah, this is a little scary. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, for everyone at home, Adam's putting his hands up like I give up, I give up, and like I'm I just like, am like, yeah, away, like I yeah. can't. Maybe it's like a, I can't make eye contact with him or something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who's there. Yeah, it's, it's like unsettling. Yeah, you'll like this mm-hmm. uh, crappy podcast sound. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean by that, Adam? When yeah. I listen to audio that's really like hard to listen to and yeah. choppy and the recording, yeah, I, it it's like I feel like it's, it's a little grating. Yeah, angry people, anger. That like, that repulses you. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I might have to think about that one. You mean like angry as a state of being, as like how they com- how they go through life. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. know. I think feel it more like in relationship. I think anger is a healthy emotion. It's more like when I see people acting out with rage in relationships. Sometimes okay. I'm like, don't want to be near that, or certainly don't want to be in relationship right. to uh, them. Yeah, when it gets toxic. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, reheated vegetables sometimes give me a yucky feeling. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Uh-huh. You know, like some steamed cabbage and carrots uh, that have been sitting in the fridge for a couple of days. Oh, that's maybe painful. a little like juice at the bottom, uh, and that little horrible like going off smell. Yeah, yeah, and like the brassica family, like cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, it gets a very distinct. Yeah, you know, like there's, it's I don't know if it's a bitterness or an acridness. There's something about that scent. Yeah, okay, that's me. That's repulsion. Okay, repulsion for me. Um, the best way I can describe this, it's it's a visceral feeling for me as well. It's not something I can even like intellectually like, you know, do a runaround on. But whenever I go down like a long, windowless hall, mm. it's just I, I get this depth of sadness inside of me that's just, it's just sad and it does repulse me. But it, I guess it's sad. You know what I think this relates to you mm. is that you've never had an office job. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I've had an office job where uh-huh. I, you know, so if you go into like a corporate office building, yeah. the long hallways with fluorescent light yeah, and yeah. St- sterile smelling carpets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The off gassing from the carpet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It, to me, it, it, I associate it with the Ramada, you know, yeah. but, but college dorms. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have long windowless halls. Yeah, and that's just sad for me. And, uh-huh. I, and I, I actively avoid them in my day-to-day life. Uh-huh. Um, and I know this is going to be odd for living in L.A., but traffic jams. <laughs> but I don't mean traffic jams like in terms of like uh-huh. anywhere. <laughs> like every day of my life? Yeah, I, I don't mean L.A. traffic. I mean I mean traffic jams in L.A. on like a Friday at like 4.30 the weekend before Christmas. You know what I mean? I mean that level of. Yeah, like where you're not moving. Yeah, like, like a park, park parking lot. Like Am I a parking lot or is this a freeway? Parking lot, freeway. So a couple of years ago, a friend of mine took a photo of an on-ramp he was getting onto a freeway. Uh-huh. And you could see the on-ramp and you could see the whole freeway. And uh-huh. It was just a parking lot. Uh-huh. So he took a photo. And then the caption under the photo was like, but the weather's great, right, guys? <laughs> and then after guys was a question, was was an explanation point. And uh-huh. then he wrote guys. Like, <laughs> guys? <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That was for you, Patrick. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, and I don't. I just want to be clear. I, I don't mean the traffic like in San Luis Obispo on a Friday. I, I don't mean like you know. No, like, I know you're talking oh, about like, like let's get out of our car and like yeah. you know like make a couple phone calls because we're not going. Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. it's it's a there's a claustrophobia. You're trapped. Yes. There's nowhere to go. Yes. That that level of traffic jam um and then you and i are very similar in this area swanson tv dinners <laughs> talk about repulsion that's repulsive uh. to me or really any frozen vegetable trying to masquerade as fresh in a, in a dish that is just yeah uh, uh, uh. well it relates back to your coconut it's mm-hmm. not alive it's not alive it's yeah. dead yeah yeah um going into any car uh that you know like a car rental place and you know you've already checked the car out and you drive away and then all of a sudden you go oh my god this stinks of cigarette smoke in here let me out of here and just for our listeners note josh doesn't own a car what he does is he rents cars periodically uh-huh. through, it's enterprise. A through enterprise yeah yeah mm-hmm. i know does enterprise like give you some like award for being their most valued customer i have like top tier like i'm like i think i'm emerald You're i don't <laughs> i don't know it was like you know very few people get to emerald status it's not like if you get like a million frequent mi- flyer miles yeah. on american yeah that you get some special status no unfortunately every year i have to start over again but you know i get was there something where they used to have in the olden days for like a million dollars you could get a pass on american airlines for the rest of your life that was so. so cool. Anyways, I'm relating back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I know what smoke. I'm talking about. Because what's interesting is that I actually occasionally will smell cigarette smoke and it'll remind me of like European cities like Paris. I'm mm. like, oh, how, how bon vivant it would be to be at a cafe in Paris with someone smoking. I actually don't think you can do that anymore. But, um, or maybe you can smoke outside. But that is a totally different experience yeah. to me than like walking into like, or it happened to me recently. I checked into a hotel uh-huh. and it smelled Ooh. of cigarette and like, oh, Ooh. I have to sleep in this now. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that you also wrapped it into your, your high attraction, yeah. which yeah. is Paris, right? Paris, so so you have Paris. And so like Paris overrides the cigarette smoke to some degree. God damn it. 
That's so interesting because if we had said like Detroit or you know something that you know or maybe any city in Florida, yeah, and there's a cigarette smoker going on, it wouldn't smell so yeah, good. I don't wanna, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. interesting. Um, and then my last one is is what really repulses me, and it, it, it's also it's also there's also the element of the noun that that I take uh, exception to, but when I go to like well on the off chance that I happen to be like having to go to a Denny's or something like that or airplane food where it says salad uh-huh. and what what they mean by salad and what I mean by salad is so <laughs> vastly different. I can't even believe it. It's just like, and it just makes me sad because what they mean by salad is like iceberg lettuce, some really bad rote for dressing and like a cherry tomato and none of it's organic. Uh-huh. This is a, this offends you. So basically, you never, you never go to the Midwest. <laughs> mid, mid Midwest part of like 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 West Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not their fault, by the way. It's hard to grow that there. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't. Yeah, cheese whiz. Okay. So 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 here, why are we going to this <laughs> minute detail? Yeah, for the four of you who are still listening, <laughs> Josh is now going to tell me that's all the point of us doing this. Because every character has attraction and repulsion, and within every within every attraction, you have to one could find the repulsion, and within every repulsion, one can find the attraction, and it also denotes something of the the character arc, and it also tells you what the character populates their life with, or what they want to populate their life with, and the repulsions <coughs> usually are buried, are connected to, or buried to the past. Mm. Mm. Oh, and sometimes the um, the attractions are are what they long for in in the future. So um, that's how we can really use this uh, to create a list for your character, either based on what you know or just make it up, or somehow do a weave of both of those and layering it. What what, what do you get out of it? You know, for me, what it feels like a little bit, certainly on the positive side, is imagination and dreams. Mm-hmm. Because I look at mine and I'm like, oh, this is like an imagined reality, like a dream that I would be moving towards mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. way, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly to yours. And also, I mean, I think ours are pretty sensory. Yeah. Like what is their, what is their attraction on a sensory level? Yeah. You know, like, you know, a Midwestern football player is not really going to care about the taste of a coconut. Maybe not. There's probably one guy at the University of Nebraska. I just want to say a shout out to Chad. Chad likes has high taste in coconut water. What? When he's not benching when 400 stop, pounds. Stop. No, but but he's gonna have his own equivalent, which would be something like a very uh, dip. oh like like <laughs> skull dip. Yeah. <laughs> the best part, Adam, for me was when you went dip. Hey. That was great. I love oh. watching guys dip. Dip. <laughs> the nuance um, is, is it's like possibly the least attractive behavior like that's not uh, obsessive like uh, transparently disgusting like it's not the same as like farting in someone's face uh-huh. but like watching someone stick tobacco in their lower lip and uh-huh. then have like they usually <laughs> use plastic bottles like old old oh. water and then they spit in the bottle until mm-hmm. it accumulates and they'll just do it like out at a bar yeah like and it's it's okay, right? And usually, like their girlfriends there. Yeah, and uh, maybe they're turned <laughs> on by it. I, I've heard people refer to it as pinch. I guess maybe that's Texas. Uh, yeah, I need I've to do a, do a little pinch. 
give me a little pinch but yeah i mean just people like maybe he has finesse over over like what 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 99.99 paps blue ribbon beer or Miller yeah no i imagine or, like he has probably maybe even has high taste in beer beer is interesting right because like, i like he has a micro brew that is like his or, or even if it's mainstream and, and but he's really specific like i, I only do cores i don't do miller or right. i don't whatever that is yeah. yeah the point is for everyone who's got characters out there that this will help get you get specific yes with the world your characters inhabit and what they're drawn to and mm-hmm. what they're not drawn to and that will inform their worldview mm-hmm and it will also allow give you ideas to put them in situations they want and don't want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like if I were writing Josh's story, <laughs> I would put him in a scene yes. with someone who has a whole tray of organic sprouted coconuts, but uh-huh. forces him to eat a TV dinner. Uh-huh. Right. Conflict. And then we'll right. see what, what point Josh will go to to get those coconuts. Right. He has How he, much he will demean himself. <laughs> he wants to go get a fresh cacao pod, but he has to take a rental car that smells like cigarette smoke in it. Yeah. And there's no other way to get there. Exactly. Dilemma. Dilemma. Or you're, you're going to, yeah, I'm going to put you like Paris and anything else. In the moldiest apartment in Paris. The moldiest apartment in <laughs> Paris with, with, with reheated uh, peas. Reheated peas and a landlord who has had face rearranged through plastic surgery. Uh-huh. Done. Done. There, there, there's the whole story. <laughs> Attraction repulsion. And and it does have to be visceral. To, to really make this work, it needs to be, a, and that's why it's going to go through one of the senses. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a person, place, or thing. And it has to <clears throat> have a, a, a very strong charge. And not middle of the road. That's really important, Adam, for it not be middle of the road. Because a lot of times people go, well, I kind of like it. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes no. I don't. No. It has to be like visceral attraction, visceral repulsion. Yeah, it should be non-cognitive is another way I would describe it. It should be a gut sort of thing. I love it when you talk like that. You know, it shouldn't be like, well... You know, like, I've always heard this book is really good and the storytelling is good. And so I guess I really feel drawn to... No. No, no. It should be more like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was Attraction and Repulsion, folks. Uh, Josh, thanks for bringing that idea in. Appreciate (laughs) it. Um, For those who don't know, this exercise actually uh, has been used in Josh's creative process classes, which help people reach greater and greater depths of their storytelling abilities. And so it grew out of real work, and this leads to people in their personal writing uh, telling much deeper and richer stories. So I would highly recommend you do it, if not for your character, for yourself, because it might open up some personal writing for you as well. Yes. Okay. The sound on this show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod, and the editing is courtesy of me. I will talk to you next week along with Joshua. Bye.